Cosmere can be a confusing place. From Allomancy to Surge Binding, there's a lot to look out for. We're your hosts and escorts to the realms. I'm Griff. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is, is the Silverlight Silver Guide to the Cosmere. I should have let you pull up here. Yes. Yep. That was the intro once again. Great work, Zavadilla. Indeed, indeed. Yes. So, so we are doing the Cosm- our Cosmere reading order. But before that, an update. The White Sands Omnibus has been delivered for some and for others that purchased the deluxe hardcase slipcover or whatever edition it was. You should know that at time of recording, 2-17-2023, 8.15pm, that the printer fucked up bad. And if you haven't seen oh. your email about it, oh boy. So, we know we've, we're a couple weeks in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to take another four or six weeks for the printer to print, reprint, and so on. Um, and ultimately, it can all be blamed on COVID. And then, just kidding, it's not entirely COVID's fault. We can't blame it for okay. everything anymore. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't know who the printing company is that is doing this. They specifically haven't said to uh, prevent us from... No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure they haven't said it because it's not really that important. Maybe not. I will say... Given the track record of their performance so far, perhaps it is just a series of unfortunate events that were completely outside of their control. Potentially. That yeah. That said, we were originally promised, what, summer of last year? Yep. I feel like it's been enough months now that I don't think it can be completely blamed on forces outside of their control. I hope they don't go with this printer for anything in the future. And the consensus on the internet is that most fans hope that Dragonsteel doesn't go with this third-party, I don't even remember, Dynamite, uh, Dynamite whatever, graphic novel right. company, that they don't go with them. And again, I don't particularly have an opinion. I'm I'm used to things being delayed from, from uh, crowd-sourced... Right, and and I understand that there is a certain amount of delay and errors that can occur. Yeah. I will say, however, that um, eight plus months of delay is a little extreme. Yeah. Um, Though with the, with the, the state of publishing physical books at the moment, it, it's... It was really an underestimation more than it was, like, yeah, the accidents have happened that have caused it. Right. But, like, they need to start projecting further out for these things. This is also true. This is fair. Um, I just feel that, like, which may have been what they did with um, the Earth Sanderson. But even that has had difficulties true true though hopefully they they i believe they did state that the all the books are done or they said something about we should not have any delays on books 
in the future. Yes. So yeah, for for books two, three, and four, right, there shouldn't yes. be delays. Um, but apparently, the deluxe versions of these books, um, or the sorry, the fact that they're premium with all the foiling and the different colors right. makes it more complicated. Could you imagine that adding things? to a book would make it more complicated. Shocking. Shocking. That's more shocking than Pikachu. Yes. Anyways. I think we have to upgrade to Raichu at this point. Yeah. Alolan Raichu. Alo- yes. Only Alolan. Alolan, yes. Alone-ly. Only lo- Anyways. <laughs> that so sentence there- got away from you, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, but then they're shipping out the Sinoverse box in March. Okay. And, when are we supposed to be getting the book, by the way? Um, I think they said that the third shipment was on their way to them. So it's in progress. Okay. It's like with the book printing and then also blizzards stopping truck shipments. Right. And and that's, that's all understandable. Like... Somewhere from the Northeast to Salt Lake City, which we did texas to salt lake city and that was a hell of a drive so. yeah it was a hell of a drive but and that was mostly not in snow so <laughs> this is true although it was damn cold when we got to salt lake city sure was but those nachos were so good i mean yeah if we ever if if i mean when we attend next year's convention yes we will have to go back that's right and I think that's all the news we have for now. Pretty much. Anything on your end of things? Uh, boy. I could rant and rave for a long time. Fair. Yep. Are you going to? No. Okay, fair. Because this is a podcast <laughs> about the Cosmere. This is true. Not about why architects are stupid. <laughs> that's fair. I suppose we could probably... Uh, uh, approach that one on our other on I have, our other podcast. I have, well, which I mean, I suppose we should probably actually announce here. Well, well, I mean, we've we've already told them in episodes previously that we've published that they should go check out our other podcast. True, that doesn't exist. Yes, yeah, so we probably need to actually fix that. Yes. Um. So various books for obvious reasons. Yes. Uh, I imagine will come out by the end of next week. Okay. Um, because so, I am not going to edit that any of those episodes because I don't think they need to be edited. I don't think so. They're kind of our soapbox. So they are soapboxy. They... Um, but let me let me tell you, I have, I am proud of myself so far. I have finished six books this year. Nice already. I actually just finished a book recently. Congrats. Uh, these. Uh, Hellbent, the sequel to Ninth House by Lee Bardugo, who was the one that did Shadow and Bone. Oh, okay. Yeah, she, it was it was her. This was more of an adult series. Um, it takes place at Yale, and it deals with the secret societies of Yale. Now, these secret Somebody societies told me about this. Yeah, are real. It probably was me. Well, it was the, you and, and my supervisor. Oh, okay, yeah. These secret societies are canonically real. However, she adds the fact of they deal in magic. Oh, okay. In in the in the book series, like yeah, as I said, the secret societies themselves are canonically real. Sure. But they are not dealing in magic in the real world. But yes. in story, they do. And there is a ninth house called the Leafy, which is kind of a 
police force over the other houses to make sure that they are... Before you go any further. Yes. This sounds like an excellent topic for... This is true. Yes, I should save it for... Various uh, books for obvious reasons. This is true. I should save it for that series. With asterisks after books and reasons. Yes. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, may impact people's ability to search for it. This is true. We might want to include the name of the podcast in our show notes. Yes. So that they can therefore copy and paste it. Yeah. Surely the asterisk won't be a problem. Anyways. uh, Yeah. So I've got lots of books to talk about for that. Indeed, as do I. Yes. So. And I'm over 22,000 words in my novel. Very nice. Yeah. That's checking along. Uh, so that's really, that's, um, I suppose that's it for pre-show yeah. notes and intro and, and all that. And intro, yes. So. So, on to the topic at hand. The Cosmere Reading Order. Yes. Uh, I believe order? that this is a contentious topic. It is. Um, I believe that every fan I have seen on YouTube has their own specific reading order every booktuber and um often they have ones that they will recommend as to start with in regards to whether you want a series or a standalone novel right or a standalone story i'm gonna throw that out okay i'm gonna throw out splitting it i agree i think i think Everybody should start with, can you guess? Are, I'm actually, I could see you going either way, so I'm curious. I'm, I'm actually, because I could see you either going with Mistborn, or I could see you saying that everybody should start with Emperor Soul and move on from there. Actually, people should start with the Sixth of the Dusk. I disagree. But I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see. However, I I disagree. Well, okay. I, I will say this is the reason that I disagree. Okay. I believe that it loses impact if you do not have the rest of the Cosmere. Well, you don't have to have all of the Cosmere. But the premise of the Cosmere. And some of the uh, consequences of such. I feel that Six of the Dust loses its impact if you do not have those. I disagree. Fair. And the reason is... Okay. That... I firmly believe... Without any evidence... Okay. That more people than not... Want to know the ending... A little bit... Before they read or watch... Any kind of media... And the reason being is that it gives them something to look forward to. And so reading The Sixth of the Dusk, or Sixth of the Dusk, right. gives just a small little taste, a little bit of umami in the back of the throat. Okay, counterpoint. Yes. Could you not say that Tress of the Emerald Sea does the same? You could. However, I have an argument against that in favor of Sixth of the Dusk. Okay. Sixth of the Dusk can stand alone 
without any there's there's no other references there there are there is a direct those from the sky right right the, the, yeah, yeah yeah um but there are trust of the emerald sea is laden with references references some of them a little more meaty than others yeah a little more consequential yes this is uh, true that while they would ga- give the same umami in the back of the throat flavor right um i think those would be savored more if you read more of the cosmere and see for me i feel like i hold to a semi uh um what's the term i'm looking for chronological yes order although mine is tempered somewhat by references and the hope that those who read my order would also be able to pick up on those references Mm. and why they matter sure so i could see why my reading order would not necessarily appeal to all because there are some books slid into interesting places but they are there so that people can catch the references and make the connections. Okay, so let's let's work through yours. Okay. Okay. Okay, so... And um, I, I will play Odium's Advocate. Yes, yes. Uh, so we start with The Final Empire. So okay. we are starting with the Mistborn trilogy. Starting at the end, love it. Yes, it however... Uh, yes, yes it is. However, then we do go into the 11th medal. As a bit of a prologue epilogue, prequel. As a bit of a prequel. Okay. Because the 11th medal is a short story that took place in the role-playing game. That's correct. And it chronologically takes place before the Final Empire. With the fact that the Final Empire already has a prologue that is Kelsier, why would you not just read the 11th medal and then read? Because I feel like the 11th medal does play better if you know where the story is going. So knowing where the story is going and knowing that it was how spoilery are we getting here? Well, the 11th medal is, Oh, you mean with what we're saying? Yes. Because if we're actually recommending it, I guess we can't really get that. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go over this in a non-spoilery way. Non-spoilery. So we're just going to work through it. We're going to work through it. You're going to reason out why. Yes. With 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 not as non-spoilery as, as I can get. As non-spoilery. And then we're going to go back and I'm going to pick it apart. Yes. In a fun and entertaining way. And we can be as spoilery as we want and I will debate with you every step of the way. Absolutely. Okay. okay. So okay. Final, Final Empire, Empire 11th Metal. Then Well of Ascension. Okay. Then Hero of Ages. Okay. We're going to go through publishing order on that one. Yes. Then it is Mistborn of Secret History. Okay. For the reason of... Yes. It does fill in some things that we were not aware of through the original trilogy. Right. Uh, then I actually recommend the... Well, I here I have the White Sand audio drama. Sure. Although you can just go through the comics. Sure. I I was building this list. Graphic novel. Yes, graphic novel. Uh, I was building this list based specifically on audiobooks because okay. that was the medium I was using at the time. 
I actually feel the White Sand would work better as a comic because uh, this is a little bit of tidbit here, but while the dialogue was most definitely Brandon Sanderson, uh, the descriptions were decidedly not. And it, it did, it was a little disappointing Hmm. in that, in that regard. So I feel like it would be better if the descriptions of places and events were just left up to the images that were drawn rather than, Sure. Yeah. Um, then we go into Elantris. Okay. So after White Sand, we go to Elantris. Then the two short stories that uh, follow, which is The Hope of Elantris and Emperor's Soul. Um, then we go into Warbreaker. And then uh, we slip into the Stormlight Archives, which is Way of Kings, Words of Radiance, Edge Dancer, which is the short story that that is canonically where the short story is placed between Words of Radiance and Oathbringer. Yep. Yes. If you Uh, wanted to get real specific, after the second set of, or the first of the second set of interludes, uh, which is right after White Spine Uncaged. Yes. uh, I'm not going to get that specific. We can break down a, a chapter history. Okay, let me say this. I'm going to state this right now. I could do a chapter-by-chapter chapter breakdown of how you should listen or read these things. That might be a project I will undertake one day. It is not anything I'm going to undertake anytime soon. Especially because, no spoilers, uh, Mistborn itself would be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Because you would have to slip in yes. the secret history chapters and I just, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so Oathbringer after Edge Dancer, then Dawn Shard, which does take place between Oathbringer and Rhythm of War. Yes. Then Rhythm of War, uh, Alloy of Law, so the first of the wa- uh, Wax and Wane. Mm-hmm. Then um, I do have Alamancer Jack in the Pits of Altania. Not because that adds anything per se, but. I feel like you kind of need to know the world of Wax and Wayne before the story sure. about Alamancer Jack would really resonate or make sense. Yeah. Um, then I have Shadows of Self. Then, and this is one of the places where I'm a little contentious, I suppose, I have Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell. Yeah, I mean... At this point, you have to get to a really dark place. And so if you have two books... <laughs> with Shadow. Shadow. Yes. You're good. Um, then the Bands of Mourning, Lost Metal, Trust of the Emerald Sea, and Sith- Sixth of Dusk. I do have Sixth of Dusk at the end. I do personally believe that it does follow Trust of the Emerald Sea and does not precede it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. Um, let's see. Yeah, okay. That's that's my order. I feel like you need to start with Mistborn because it is something that brings out Brandon Sanderson's authorial talent while not being so far along that it would ruin things like Elantris or Warbreaker. 
but is also a better jumping in point to the Cosmere than either Elantris or Warbreaker. I love those books, don't get me wrong. And I think once you love Brandon Sanderson's writing, sure. you will also want to read them. But I think you do need to get them into it first before... And I feel like Mistborn is a perfect jumping off point for that. Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, that would also be probably one of my arguments against starting with Six the Dusk. Is because it's too good? Yeah, basically. I mean, like, you started with Stormlight Archives. Yeah. And then you moved into his others. And you even found Mistborn a little bit of a struggle at some points. There's a certain love triangle that we have discussed. Yeah, no, there's, yes, yes, there um, is. But even then, even the first, even the first Mistborn book, I remember you having a couple of complaints about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because they aren't uh, as polished. I'll freely admit they aren't. No, you know? and and with a more nuanced not even nuanced sinking my teeth into the prose of other authors um there's a venn diagram of why i read brandon sanderson and why i read jim butcher okay and the overlapping part is world building and action sequences. Yes. And the parts that would be excluded from why I read them is Brandon Sanderson's prose and Jim Butcher's male gaze. Fair. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it, it kind of chunks along, especially in the earlier ones. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I like, obviously, by Way of Kings, he polishes that quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, Way of Kings, well, the Stormlight Archives itself has some issues. Yes. Um, I would say structurally, they have some issues. Insofar as he tried to. He tried to have his cake and eat it too. In that he tried to use the Cosmere to set up an epic fantasy that spanned more than Roshar, but he also tried as best as he could to not be explicit about the crossover mm. in the Stormlight Archives. And I think structurally that hurt the book. Because there are some of the interludes that are explicitly really only there for people who are aware of the Cosmere and yeah. are are interested in the way the crossovers are occurring right. between books. But the fact that he includes those, but is also kind of was was hands off about like, okay, but not too much, it, it made those interludes clumsy a little mm. bit. Yeah, I can see that. It there was there was often in the Stormlight Archive, um, and I think listening to the audiobook right presents a 
and this is hypothesizing right uh it, pres- it it's a better option wholesale yeah no i i will then then reading book yes uh straight up i agree unless you love doorstops <laughs> um yeah. which you can't one of my student workers is now like a third of the way through words of radiance because i told them that they can read as they watch the front desk oh, and, okay. um, he was into some dragon books that were like very ya and i was like hey you know you're getting really excited about the fact that this one ties into this one you should look up sanderson ah. you should read stormlight archive i think you would really like it and he went and bought all four of them oh okay wow because that, i think they were they trust. were yeah they were in a they were in whatever on it um and he it took him a few months to finish um the way of kings but um yeah no he's real into them so where was i going with that anyways audiobook uh, but even with the audiobook, even with Michael Kramer and Kate Red- Redding's luscious voices, um, there were parts where I was just like, "All right, let's get to the next. Let's get to the next bit. Let's go." Yeah, yeah. It. it I will, and, and I will freely admit that uh, the Way of Kings has probably the slowest start of any of Brandon Sanderson's works. Mm-hmm. And I think all of the slow start is necessary because I really do not think that the developments that occur in the first book would hit as hard if they had come any sooner. True. But it is still something you have to get through. Sure. And the female main character... Her stories. Shalon. Shalon, yes. She has a name. uh, Yeah, I know she has a name. I wasn't going to ruin (laughs) that for people. They were going to read the books. I was... I don't know. Shut up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't tell me to shut up. (laughs) Shalon's... (sighs) Unlike some people said, I was never tempted to skip her chapters. Same. Apparently, some people have said they were. That said, I will also say that compared to Kaladin's admittedly very slow start, Shalon's chapters are an even slower start. That, I think, is subjective. Well, so here's also an interesting thing, though. Okay. And I'm not sure that this would be an issue that has a solution. I actually feel that Shalon's chapters hit harder when you know everything. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's because, accurate. Because I will say that Brandon Sanderson obviously tries to retain the mystery. Mm-hmm. For good reason, I think. Yeah. But I feel like they actually work a lot better when you know what's like i was i would be interested okay here's what i might have done what i might have done was throw in um yasna's prequel chapter from 
is it Oathbringer? Yes. Yeah. And throw that in before Shallan's starting chapters. Was it Oathbringer? I think it was Oathbringer. Or was it Rhythm of War? Vani's was Rhythm of War. So it had to be Oathbringer then. Right, because... Because it was definitely not Words of Radiance, because that was the direct sequel to Way of Kings. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, I believe that was supposed to be one book originally. Given that it's all one story, I mean... I'm well, just kidding, I'm just kidding. I mean, like, like because because Way of Kings doesn't have the show-stopping end that the other books do. No, no, no. I'm not saying it doesn't have a cool end. I know, I know. Look, I can't get spoilery here. We're still in the pre-spoiler age. I thought, but we went through your lists. Yeah, I thought that was where we. Oh, are we getting spoilery now? We're getting spoilery. Okay, that's fine then. I just think we should have said something. Oh, um. Spoilers. Okay. So. <laughs> wow. All right then. Look, if they read if they read the description of the uh, the show, right? Say yeah. That's fair. Spoiler. That's fair. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. After I had listened to all four audiobooks, okay. One of the things that plagued me for a while was. What took place in The Way of Kings and what took place in the Words of Radiance book. Okay. And that is because The Way of Kings does not have the same ending that Words of Radiance or Oathbringer or Rhythm of War has. Because here's the thing. Look at look at Words of Radiance. Okay. What happens? You get the Everstorm. Uh-huh. You get Paladin's duel with Sansan Villano. And you get the discovery of Urethiru. And then End of Oathbringer. Wait, we also get Dalinar becoming Storm Daddy. Yes, you also get... Yes, you get... (laughs) Yes, yes, you do. (laughs) Oh, God. When those movies come out, fuck. Um... The the um, okay, I'm not even getting into that right now. Anyway, Words of Radiant or uh, Oathbringer. Yes, you have the fight at whatever that city is called. Phelan. It's the it's the okay, Battle of Phelan yeah, Field. Fine, fight me. I'm not good <laughs> with names. Whereas you have the Battle with of Phelan Field. You see Yasna being a fucking. Uh, what's the transformation power? Like, she is rocking that shit like it's breathing. Yeah. You have the discovery of Shallan's uh, illusions having substance, which distracts from, you know, distracts all the, the bloodthirsty soldiers. You have them sealing the... Uh, what is it called? The Crimson? Thrill. The Thrill. And then, yeah, it's like, it's a it's a war. It's a legitimate war. And then at the end of um, Rhythm of War, you have the fight at the tower. And, and the, or, and the, the ba- bonding to the sibling with uh, 
Navani? Yes. Yeah, Navani. At the end of Way of Kings, yes, you have Kaladin saving Dalinar and Adolin and I think that's it. I mean, and they're 4,000 men. Yeah, and they're 4,000 men. I get it. I get it. But... No, no. We also have Dalinar then in turn saving Kaladin and all of the slaves in Sadius' camp. Right, I get that. Of Bridgman. But what I am saying is that the way that that leads into Words of Radiance immediately, it just, it feels like there wasn't the same resolution as there was with the discovery of Urthiru, or the Battle of Thalen Field, or the recovery of the Tower. There was a finality to those points that the saving of Dalinar and his men did not have. In your opinion. In my opinion. Because I feel like structurally to the... It did not have the same narrative weight. I disagree. I think that's fine. I think you can disagree. As I know much I you can. Want, but... I know I can. The uh, the weight of Dalinar giving up his shard blade and the quotes there um, from the point where Kaladin's like launching himself across the uh, the chasm onwards is. Uh, and I'm not saying it's That's not enough. a cool scene. Oh, it's it's yeah. It's it, just right. it, again in my brain. It took me so long to figure out where Way of Kings ended, and where Words of Radiance began. Like for a long time, it took me. It, it was very confusing for me to think. Okay, where where did this stop? Where did this start? Which what points belong in which book? Hmm. Where I had no issue with that with Words of Radiance and Oathbringer. And Rhythm of War. Okay. So. Send us review copies of the future books. Um, yes, please. <laughs> I, 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 will, I will review the shit out of... Um, the Knights of Wind and Truth? Yes. If that is what he decides to go with as the title. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess it is tentative. Yeah, it is tentative at the moment. The Knights of Wind and Tentativeness. <laughs> and you, Surge. <laughs> Stasis? <laughs> and Charity? Tentativity? Ten- Tentacruel. <laughs> um... All right. Okay, so I guess we're at the spoiler point now, where we're debating my reading order. Yes. Okay. It's a it's a solid reading order. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I will say. Okay, so the reason the eleventh medal follows, um, I didn't want to get too deep into this, but there's there's a double reason why I feel the eleventh medal sits, uh, is that okay one. Yes, we do have the prologue in 
Mistborn or in the Final Empire. Right. That deals with Kaladin. Or not Kaladin. What the fuck am I saying? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> That's some early wow. crossover there. <laughs> oh, god damn. With, um... Kelsier. Kelsier, thank you. Fuck. Uh, you but... Storms. But I feel like... The 11th Metal works as a prequel because we do have that resolution of Kelsier's story. And then we get to go back and see hints of it with Kelsier's teacher and his madness. Right. Which we then know... Well, no. And that leads into discovering in... Well of Ascension. No. Yeah, Well of Ascension. Hero of Ages. Is the Hero of Ages where we figure out... That that you have to be crazy to be touched by ruin? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It, okay. it's, it's both in Hero of Ages and um, Mistborn Secret History. Uh, it, it's more alluded to in Secret History. But, right. Um, Hero of Ages is when we get the explicit... From the epigraphs um, where Sazed is explaining. Okay, well then I guess there's unfortunately not a good place to put 11th Metal. Because I don't think it would work at, at the end of Well of Ascension. No. So I think that's the closest we get. I mean, it, it's a fine place at the end of Final Empire because it's it's like it, it harkens back towards the start of everything, which once you've gone through the Final Empire, you've gone through a whole year of right. um, their life, and then Kelsier's dead, and then you get this little bit of his story. Yeah, that makes it bittersweet to know about, and then you move on to a stupid-ass love triangle. Yeah, God, um, that... It's not that stupid. Uh, don't hate us, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that of all the books I have read of his, that is probably still the weakest point in any of the in any of his books. Yep. Yep. Saved by Tindwell and Tensoon, but uh Yeah, no, that book is saved by those, yes. But uh that that whole I will say surprisingly enough, or not surprisingly enough, I think it's probably shared by a lot. I really liked um, the love story in Elantris. Yeah? Between Prince... Rail? 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 Raiden. Yeah, yeah. Prince Raiden. And Prince <laughs> That's the Neon Cat version <laughs> yeah. of Elantris. Yeah. Neolantris. <laughs> um and 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 Serene. And Serene, yes. So Prince Raiden and Selene. I actually thought it was Is it Selene or Serene? Serene. Okay. Serene. 
Tarini, yeah, Rini, because Rini is her her nickname, but from her her father. Right. Um, yeah, I think they, book. I think they say Serini, which bothers the fuck out of me. In the audiobook, they say Serene. Do they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which doesn't follow the pronunciation of everything else. So Serene would... Well, actually, Serene? 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 I don't know. I mean, are they all... But is the what's the I sound then? Because it's all E's, right? Is it not just yeah, the Yeah, so it would be Serene. Serene? Serene. Serene. Yeah, if it was... If well, it's I like following... that better than okay. Serene. Yeah, it, it, it's... it's Okay, so if we're following Latin pronunciation... But we're not. We're following Sanderson pronunciation. Okay, keep going. Okay, but Sanderson does kind of follow... If it was Rayodin... Well, that's... See, Rayodin so, should right. be... It should so be Rayodin. Right, well, so what Ra-odin. I'm saying is that the... All of the A sounds... Are that short A, and then the O's are the long O's, and the I's are the E's. Right. So sound. so Rayodin should be Raudin. Wait, isn't the E sound the E? Doesn't his name have a? I thought, I thought it was, was Rayodin. Hold on, we're gonna have to look it up now because. Oh yeah, you're right. So it would be I know Raudane. Right. I mean Raudan. Raud. Raudan. Why wouldn't we go with eh? Because that's not what it was. It's like gray. Gray is spelled E Y. America. Well, no, but Chuck America. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> um, wait, e, that example is skewed by the Y. <laughs> okay, it's uh, still. Uh, okay. Yes, the love story between the prince and the princess. <laughs> yes. It's solid. It's solid. It's solid. It's good. I think they both have individual character development that leads very well into their relationship. And the fact that it is a marriage of convenience, political convenience, still plays into the fact that they have true affection for each other well. Yes. My problems with Elantris are that it feels a little contrived. It is a little contrived. The ending. It is a little contrived. Not uh, the bit with the boy and the steps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was... Well, and see, that also has the additional problem, which is Sanderson was taking advantage of a stereotypical representation of autistic Uh uh, that was very common for the time, but unfortunately does not reflect well now. Mm. So, yeah, I have additional problems with that. Sure. Um, and then... Although I will give him props for the fact that his personality does not change after the Rayod is fixed and he becomes an Elantrian. True. So, props to that. 
and that Sanderson did not see it as something that needed to be cured. Sure. So, as I said, props for that at the very least. Um, so, so yeah, Eleventh Metal goes where it goes because it really wouldn't make place make sense for it to take place after Well of Ascension. Right. Now, ideally, ideally, and this I would I hinted at this the, the first first time. ideal, second ideal, third ideal, eleventh ideal. Okay, like the metal. Oh my god, <laughs> um, Kaladin's gonna have to suffer so much. <laughs> um, I would honestly split up Well of Ascension. Uh, Hero of Ages and Secret History into chapter-by-chapter breakdown. But I don't want to take the time or energy to do that. That's fair. I bet somebody has. Probably. Um, We can just just, steal from them. I'm just sticking uh, Secret History on at the end. Yeah. Like, Like, started immediately after Hero of Ages Get all the shit you missed before. Boom, we're done. We're good. And then I do do somewhat of a chronological placement. Because again, my my book is on catching references. Now, there is a little bit of an error here. Which is the fact that we meet... um, Drawing a blank on her name. The one who writes all of the notes at the end of the book about the canonical... Chris. Chris. We do meet Chris in White Sands. However, we originally meet Chris in the order of my reading in Secret History. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of an error there. Then just read White Sand first. But that breaks up the narrative flow. Oh. So I still, but I still feel it works because you'll meet Chris and then you'll meet Chris in White Sands and you'll wonder if they're the same person. And yes, yes, they are. Especially if you've listened to this episode of the podcast, you won't wonder. True. This is true. Uh, So White Sands, then Elantris, and then the two sequels to Elantris. Right. Um, And I feel like Emperor Soul, I mean, not only does it take place ostensibly after... uh, the events of Elantris, which the hope of Elantris does not. That takes place during the attack on Elantris. What? The hope of Elantris, the short story. Yeah. Takes place during the attack on Elantris by the priests. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The Hope of Elantris takes place... Uh Uh-huh. ...when the priests... Uh Uh-huh. ...are attacking Elantris. This is when Rayodin is trying to... 
put Elantris back in order. Oh, it's Serene. Anyways, um... The Hope of Elantris takes place after Elantris. Well, it's... It's... What's his name? The Aeon recounting what happened during the attack. Wait, what does Hope of Elantris say? After Elantris' restoration, Rayadin sits alone in his palace, noting the city's newfound wealth. Ash, Ash, Serene's Sion. Sion, yeah, that's it. Sion, all right. Uh, floats in through an open window to inform Rayadin that his wife will not be attending their dinner because she is pregnant and it's his fault. Rayadin settles into listening to Ash's testament to his whereabouts during the last hours before Elantris's restoration yeah there the attack oh so it's just a wow i don't remember that at all it's it's a story of of what happens during like like yes it it, it the setup is Okay, I see. It's after I see what you're saying. But the the meat of the story is taking place mm-hmm. right before the restoration of the Elantrians. Right. Okay. And then, um, I believe that Emperor Soul takes place after that. Mm. I believe that Emperor Soul takes place after all of the Emperor Soul actually takes place um, right before the Lost Metal. No, no, it's not. Because that's all fucking investiture, gravity wells, and time dilation. You sure, though? Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure. Okay. I'm not saying I'm guaranteed, but uh-huh. at the end of Emperor's Soul, we do not see what's-her-name being able to turn into a lot, an Elantrian. Well, we do see her turning into a different person. Right. But it would have taken her a lot of time to figure out how to become an Elantrian. Not to mention, at that point, we don't... At least we don't know that they know how to mark the Aeons Mm -hmm. for different lands. Mm -hmm. Mm. We'll see. Anyway... Regardless, that would still mean that Emperor's Soul takes place post-Hope of Elantris. Yes, it does. <laughs> so. Uh, and then Warbreaker stands in there because the reason that I end with Warbreaker before Stormlight Archives is a couple of reasons. One, it is the only other standalone book that is not a short story before you hit Wax and Wayne and Stormlight Archives. Right. Uh, secondly, you do have the connection of Ash. Did did you? You did say the the Wax and Wayne series after Stormlight Archives. Yeah, uh, in the reading order, right? Yes. Did I just black out? Apparently. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, because we did the whole you you did the shadows thing. Oh yes, that's right. Yes, okay, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and then. So so not only is it the last standalone full novel before we get into Stormlight Archives, 
But it does have the Ash Ash connection. Um, because the shash. or the Shash, yeah, and the Shash, the Shash, the Shash, was, shash connection. Um, which, if you listen to our previous episode, um, I mentioned was confirmed coincidental. Yes, but regardless, it does point to the fact that there is a connection, despite it being coincidental. Connection. I've connected the two points. <laughs> um, so despite it not, despite my previous theory about the Warbreaker people being the one that ended up on Roshar, uh, but despite that theory being incorrect, to a massive degree, mind you, uh, although it has some basis because we do run into Azure. Who is mm-hmm. Shalon? No, not Shalon. Um, I'm bad with names. Vivena. Vivena. Uh, and, and. Or Vivena, if we no. go by Elantris. No. Anyway. And Vasher as. Uh... Yeah, and Vasher. Um, despite. As I said, it wasn't a terrible theory given the evidence we were given. For sure, yeah. Uh, However, it's not. But that said, we still do have Shash appearing in both stories, which means that readers will get the idea that there is a connection there. Not only that, they will encounter Vivenna and Ash and Vasher in those stories. So it will be a very quick uh, plus Nightblood, yeah, as well. So you know, there's a lot of connections there that reading Warbreaker right before getting into the Stormlight Archives books is, I think, a good reference point. And then, of course, all of the uh, Wax and Wayne series takes place post-Stormlight uh, 5, which we don't have yet. Uh, but we will be getting. Yep. And then, of course, you jump forward... Way, 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 way forward uh, to Trust of the Emerald Sea mm-hmm. and to Sixth of the, du- of the Dusk. Yeah. So. Now, I really kind of hope that one of Brandon Sanderson's books, one of the Secret Project books, is that Kingmaker, which he was writing mm-hmm. and did a little bit of a preview for. Because that sounded really interesting. Yeah, I'm not getting my hopes up, but... I'm not getting it up either, but... It'd be nice. Yeah. So, how are you going to pick apart my reading order? Um... I'm not. I mean, you have logical reasons for things. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, I will say I, I of course have a different reading order. Right. Um, starting with the sixth of the dust. Right. Where do you go from there? Shadows of Silence in the Forest of Hell. Okay. Uh-huh. And then um Ember's Soul. Oh, I actually didn't explain why I put Shadows of Oh yeah. Shadows but if they listen to our Oh wait, we haven't put out the second era of it in this part yet. No, and this one will be going out before that. Yep. So the reason I do that is that there is a reference, well, the it's a throwaway reference, but it's an important one in my opinion. And you get more out of it in The Lost Metal, to be honest. Uh, the Haunted Man uses 
the spirits from Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell, or yeah, Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell. Uh, he in his ghost gun. Those are those phantoms being used as ammunition, I guess. Something. Something. Uh, so, yes, that is the reason that I include that, is that if anybody is sharp-eyed and has a good head on their shoulders, they'll be able to make the connection between the rules we see laid out in Shadows for Silence and what we encounter with the Haunted Man in the news article. Yes. Okay, so... Six of the Dusk. Right. Emperor's Soul. Okay. Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell. Okay. Edge Dancer. Okay. Alamancer Jack in the Pits of Altania. Okay. You have now made it through the Arcanum Unbounded. You've only bought one book. Okay. Now, the reason you read Edge Dancer before you read the rest of the Stormlight Archive is because the first time we encounter Lift, that chapter is incredibly boring. <laughs> But, okay, yeah, but, but if you read Edge Dancer beforehand, you now have a reason to enjoy her chapter, her interlude, which comes right after the best fighting. Except that you'll be completely lost as to why anyone is doing what they're doing. The entire point of the Skybreaker leader... Nail. Nail, like crying over the storm, is lost entirely. Sanderson starts the way of kings 4,500 years before the story starts. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck is going on, and this is no different. Yes, but you know it's going to be answered if you throw in... We don't know. It's going to... Okay, go ahead. Edge Dancer. Yeah. Then you know it's going to be answered, too. What's the difference? Books down the line! What do you think the Herald... The heralds don't get answered for books down the line? Yes, but they don't need to be, because their central point in the story is already established. Their origins don't matter. I mean, they do, but they don't. So far, you are just describing Lyft. <laughs> what I am saying... Oh, and then and then um, after Jack, no, before Alamancer Jack in the Pits of Altania, um, you do Secret History because that's an Arcanum Abounded. One book, and you have got a smorgasbord of <laughs> shit that doesn't make any sense. Four of the stories are fine. <laughs> Secret History and Edge Dancer. If you go with my reading order, uh huh, you get a real sense of what some of the Venley chapters are like because you just have to slog through them. And eventually you will understand. So, this is revenge. Your reading order is revenge. My reading order is a counter to all the people that picked up the Way of Kings and said, this is shit. 
because they then hate Sanderson for the rest of their lives. <laughs> if you start with the Sixth of Dusk, you love Sanderson for the rest of your life, and you forgive him for everything he puts you through, except the death of Palm and Elkar. <laughs> Those you will never forgive him That's for. correct. That's correct. Um, okay, so then where do we go from there? The last hundred pages <laughs> of the Hero of Ages is fantastic. Uh-huh. Okay, so that means that you have to read Mistborn Final Empire and Well of Ascension before you get there. <laughs> okay, you have to deal with depressed Sazed. I need a banyo. Okay. So I'm going to go, go do it. that uh, really quick. Okay. Um... I'm going to continue entertaining the people. That's fine. You entertain the people. Because I don't like to edit podcasts. That's fine. Um, okay, so now we're going we're gonna to talk about um, a little bit of Shakespeare's Macbeth. Uh, and uh, what, what I'm going to do is... Um, I'm going to read to you the Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow uh, soliloquy spoken by Macbeth in Act 5, Scene 5. There would have been a time for such a word. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day the last, to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. So let's break that down. It's pretty. And, um, I've had quite a long day so my brain is mush um at this moment according to now no oh no sweat shakespeare at this moment macbeth's suffering is intense and becoming unbearable there's ghosts haunting him so on and so forth um He's saying that life doesn't have a meaning anymore for him because he killed people. Interesting. And what else have we got? Okay, I think uh, Griff is almost back. Yep, you can tell by the way the door opened and closed. Indeed. All right, so I'm assuming you have still been uh, illuminating the audience on your reading order? Uh, no. No, oh, okay. we switched to sh some Shakespeare for a minute. Oh, okay. And now we're back. Okay. Okay. 
So, after you finish Secret History... Right. Um... So basically, you're recommending that they just start with Arcanum Unbounded. Yes. They can... Okay, so maybe if they get through the first... If they get through the four short stories, they take a break. Okay. Okay. And then... I'm thinking... This is where it starts to branch. Okay. You either start Alloy of Law or Shadows of Self. Why would we start with Shadows of Self? Because once you're finished with it, you can put it on the bottom shelf of your bookcase and then assuming that the light source doesn't reach it very well it has now become part of the shadows Shadow of, the of shelf. shelf and so the faster you get that pun completed the better you feel you know i'm going to present a challenge to the audience right now. Okay. Which is, I want them to read the series in the order you are suggesting. Uh-huh. And then I want them to come back with a review of how well that worked out. <laughs> if you're suggesting that people are going to be upset, I will have you know, sir, that I pass that blame fully on to Brandon Sanderson. I don't think you get to. Because Brandon Sanderson has a very clear order in which certain things aren't meant to be read. And you are you are you are fucking with the sacred timeline, sir. It's more Is it a timeline or is it an Escher painting? It's a timeline. Okay, but if we don't try to break the timeline, the TVA has nothing to do. But you're... (sighs) Okay. Okay. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Okay. Epic fantasy lovers Uh should start With not Stormlight Archive. Okay. Because they want to save the best for last. That I can agree with. Alternatively, if you'd like to be occupied for about six months, start with the Stormlight Archive. You chunk it off in time like that. So, I hate to break it forward to you. Okay. But I finished Stormlight Archives faster than, like, six months. That's fine. That's fine. So you might have them occupied for, like, a month and a half. Depends on your reading pace. 
Depends and on your listening now, now, see, I was able to have seven and a half hours of uninterrupted listening time. Yeah. While tackling every five days a week, mind you, while tackling uh, the Stormlight Archives. Not only that, I was also uh, rather depressed because um, romantic shit that I'm not going to get into. Uh, so therefore, I also took the opportunity to listen at any point where I was not occupied otherwise, because I didn't want to fucking think about anything. So I just lost myself in those books. That's fair. That's fair. So that also means that, like, going home, I had about an hour's bike ride home. So I would listen to those books. Mm-hmm. Hi, Darwin. And then if I had to go anywhere or do anything... Uh, that was not work-related, I was also listening to those books. The only time I don't think I was listening to those books was when I was physically on my phone because I cannot look at something and listen to an audiobook at the same time. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yep. Um, the rest of my reading order is a crapshoot and by that i mean you should slot all of them into a randomizer and just let it all right as i said challenge to all the audience members out there do this find out how well it works leave us a review yep yep yes and and uh the person suggesting that was griff uh-huh. And, and, and I want to specify that this is Alex's reading list. <laughs> I, Griff, presented a grounded and thematically appropriate one. You have proposed anarchy. Yes. That's accurate. All right. Well. I believe that is the episode. That is the episode. Um, with I, I do have a third reading order. Okay. And it's called Odium's Champion Reading Order. And all you do is read the chapters about Moash. <laughs> and you come to the conclusion that he did nothing wrong. He did wrong. nothing wrong. <laughs> we need um, at least one episode titled Moash Did Nothing Wrong. And I bet our engagement is going to go up. Yeah, probably. You're not wrong. Yeah, because the contentious episodes are the ones that uh, and and so many people are going to want to argue with you. <laughs> do we want to do that on Rhythm of War? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, we can just title it "Moash did nothing wrong" <laughs> in the book in which he did all the wrong. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Well, I believe until next time, uh, don't panic, world hoppers. Life before death. I had to look at my shirt for that one. Uh, strength before weakness. And. Books before destination? Mm, rating this podcast before destination. There we go. Yep. Yep.
The music you hear is part three, The Spirit, from Zavadilla's The Music of Elantris, produced by B-Roll Records. Available now on Apple Music, Spotify, and most music providers. If you like what you hear and you want others to hear it as well, please leave a rate and review. It really helps us get more listeners. 